Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. Oh, they are probably bacon farts. This little dog has some stanky farts. Good thing we're almost done. <laughs> right? <laughs> just to be passed out. They just start turning green. <laughs> turning venom. No, it's just the gas. <laughs> Greetings, fellow tarts. Ashley here, head hussy in charge. And we are starting January off. It is the guest choice theme. And Danny has chosen Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. I think, when did we cover Fourth Wing? I think it was a few months ago. Yeah, I didn't realize that the books came out so close together. Yeah. Let's get into drinks. Danny, what drink did you pick to go along with this book? Okay, so in the very beginning, when they're having their celebration after graduation, Violet gets turned on lavender lemonade, right? Mm -hmm. I think I think so. Um, so that sounded really tasty and refreshing. It sounds refreshing. So I got this lavender limoncello from Total Ooh. Wine made by Lester. Um, and it says that you can drink it on its own, but it's pretty strong. So I did yeah. some of that with lemon sparkling water, Prosecco, and a little squirt of lemon juice and a little simple syrup. And it is actually very tasty. Nice. So that's my take on the lavender lemonade. Cocktail. I like it. I might be a little fuddled <laughs> by the end of this episode. Uh, what did you come up with? I kind of, I could, I just kind of like came up with some random things to throw together that I thought would taste good that are, you know, wintry. So you take some hard cider, some flavored hard cider. You can, and you can get, you can get creative because they have all different kinds of hard cider. You could go pear, you could go apple. I think they have like a rosé one, but that probably wouldn't be as good. But you can, you know, you can pick whatever flavor hard cider, spiced rum, and ginger beer. Ooh, that sounds good. And I feel like you just mix those up and it would be pretty tasty. And I don't, I don't, I don't really have a name for it. It's not like it's not necessarily an Ashley original because I think it's actually pretty close to um what are they? Dark and Stormies. Okay. I think the only difference is they have like lemon or lime juice and it's like plain apple cider. It's not hard cider. But yeah, so it's similar it's similar. Uh but if we're gonna name it, I mean just like non-suspicious drink. Maybe <laughs> don't drink this if it's from someone you don't know. <sighs> god what's his name yeah the nolan? healer guy nolan yeah i think because nolan. nolan's like here violet here's your favorite drink since you were a kid maybe don't drink that yeah after especially after you just basically got roofied during their like what what uh what trial what is like a trial where they they were all like groups rc of them were, rc right? not rc it's uh, something they yeah. have to do to graduate it's some type of it's, a, it's an activity they have to do to graduate. They basically, they kidnap them and then drop them off in the middle of the woods to be hunted by dragons. And they have to work together with shitty maps to find their way back without dying. And if they don't, 
they fail and probably die. So in order for this to happen, I think they was, did they set up beforehand like snacks and drinks and stuff after something else? And then they drank, they They, drank all the drinks and then they passed out, I think. And then it severed their connections to their dragons. So they couldn't get help from their dragons and they couldn't use their signets. Yeah. When they went into the interrogation thing, they're like, or no, it was when they were, God, see, there were like three two or three times they were taken one was when they were set outside one was when they were like in that dank room and they gave them those like really dry biscuits and was like oh drink this stuff and then i know that's when violet was like don't drink it because we can't use our signets or hear our dragons but i want to say that was the second time that was i think the first time was when they dropped them in the woods because she was trying to get she was trying to get in touch with taryn and she couldn't yeah yeah, so they gave them food and <laughs> water, and then they wake up in the woods with no connection to their dragons or their powers. So then they try it again by giving them dry-ass biscuits, and then they go into interrogation, interrogation, but Violet catches on. She smells it. Whatever herb they put in there, she smells it, and she remembers. And then the third time is uh, from Nolan. I forget what she just did. She had done they... something. It was right after they had stolen the books from the library. Oh, that's right. And, like, Zayden and all of them had escaped. And, like, everyone had gone out. And she was, like, walking back or something. And they're like, oh, Violet, just the person I was looking for. And he's like, here's a a cup of tea or punch or whatever. It's your favorite. And then he was like, oh, where's Zayden? Because they were looking for him, too. But he had just scooted on out. Yeah. And then, like, that whole time she was in there, they were basically, like, shoving it down her throat. So she just had no choice but to ingest it. So pretty fucked up. But it's just, like, ma'am. Don't drink something if someone hands it to you. Do not. General rule of thumb. It's a general rule go... in our time. <laughs> like, don't. That can go into less something to be learned about this book that can be applied to daily life. Don't I drink did. drinks that someone hands you. I included that because it's just like, nice. oh my gosh, ma'am, you caught it. They did it the first time. You caught it the second time. And then just because she thought she could trust Nolan and it's like, no, he's been doing weird shit with Jack. Even Reed from the beginning was like, Nolan seems off. There's something going on with him. But Violet had her own secrets that she was keeping track of. So she was like, oh, he's probably just working really hard. Yeah, no. So, you know, let's just call it stop taking drinks from people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's see. So snack. We're just going to go with Dino Nuggets again. Yeah. Why not? It's it's a solid one. I did see on Pinterest, there's this really cool thing where you basically, you do deviled eggs, but you dye them and you make them look like dragon eggs. Fun. Or you could do some dry ass biscuits. Dry ass biscuits. <laughs> Usually this is the part where we, ta- we say a little bit about the author, uh, Rebecca Yaros, but we actually covered all that in back in the fourth wing episode. Uh, let me see which one that was. Episode 53 is the fourth wing episode. And we do all the author go there. Um, because we need time for our theories. So many. We definitely need time for all our theories. Uh, let's see. My butt's getting sweaty just thinking about this book. <laughs> this oh. book had me so fucking stressed out. This book gave me a crick in my neck. Because I was so tense listening and I had to periodically shut it off and like go take a break, go do something else because I was getting so tense because I basically was just waiting for everyone to die. 
Oh I my was just God, like, yeah. everyone's going to die. Like, I trust well, no one. Well, it's like at the end of every chapter, and it's like, and then this end of chapter. And it's like, well, fuck, I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. I guess I'm getting divorced because all my time is going into this book instead of my husband. BRB. Give me a few days. BRB. He was like, can you, are you going to bed soon? You have your book light on. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just have a few more pages. I felt like I was like, like a kid again, like greeting under my covers. (laughs) Like, ooh, what's happening? Yeah. Okay. So let's get right into it. Danny, how would you summarize this book? A little bit more of a detailed summary this time, just because this book was fucking huge. Okay, so after returning from a coordinated attack during war games, Violet and crew try to return to normalcy at Basquiat. Assassination attempts continue, as well as new intense courses taught by a vicious professor. Violet tries to keep the aid to the rebellion a secret from her friends, but ultimately needs their help to save them and the college. Our crew makes the tough decision to leave the college and join forces with the Griffin Flyers to protect the continent from the real threat, Venom. Like, I couldn't, like, so much happens. And so it's like, okay, but like this, but it has to be general. Like, there's so much stuff is like, okay, they're at the school, then they're not at the school, but then they go back to the school and they're like, they brought their friends. And this, this book is over. Uh, I saw someone talking about it on TikTok. It's like 251,000 words. And people were comparing the word count because everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, I got through fourth wing so fast. Like, why is Iron Flame taking me longer? And someone pointed out, it's like, <clears throat> one, it, it it is a bigger book, like, page-wise, but also it's yeah. very dense. Like, the word count is huge. Yeah. How would you summarize this book? Stressful. <laughs> I, like I said, this book gave me a crick in the neck. I kept having to take breaks because I was just getting sweaty pits. Like, oh, who are they going to kill off? Oh, my gosh. Riddick is sounding extra lovable. He's probably going to go. You know, you don't want to get attached to anyone. Well, like, not after I, what happened with Liam. Yeah, exactly. I thought the whole first book and Darna was going to eat it. She was going to get got. And then the second book, I'm like, okay, and Darna survived the first book. I'm not getting my hopes up. And I think at one point, one of my reading notes was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And Darna didn't die. And I was like, dot, dot, dot. Yet. It's just like, oh, because, and it's going to come to this at some point. Like Violet has two dragons. So I feel like at one point, because, you know, when the dragon dies, the writer dies. But what happens when a writer has two dragons and one of them dies? So I feel like that's going to be explored. And I have a bad feeling it's probably going to be Taryn. Well. Yeah, it's a depressing theory, but it's like, yeah, Rebecca fucking would. She would. Well, because he says, like, well, because at the end when Violet's, like, giving all of her power to the Wardstone, she's like, please tell me you'll live after I die. And Taryn's like, I chose you to be my last writer. Yeah. And so you're just like, you oh, can't damn, fucking damn. die yet. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, damn. Make me all this is this foreshadowing? It is. It is. Like, as soon as that line was spoken, I was like, oh, they're going to kill Taryn. It's going to be really bad. <laughs> Okay, how I would summarize. Yeah, stressful for sure. I read this over a month ago, and I've probably read like 10 books in between. So I don't, and it's a, it's very dense with its information, like a lot happens. So I don't quite remember a lot of details, but basically Violet and Co. return to school and we return to the slow burn between she and Zayden. Everyone is still trying to kill Violet. Drama, dragons, death, discovery. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
that's that's ugh, perfect that's much it. it's really interesting because a lot of people when they talk about this book as a whole they kind of do split it first half second half a lot of people discussed the first half sucking like yeah they were doing all these like kind of adventurous things like for school and all that and their trials and their challenges and whatnot trying to get through second year and you know everyone's trying to kill them uh, not just Violet anymore, like her whole group of friends, basically. Everyone that was at, was at Resson. Yeah, everyone that was at Resson, because it's like, well, they know, we know, they know, we know. And so, like, they're just trying, they're constantly fending off, like, assassination attempts on all of them. Like, um, can you imagine taking a shower and, like, someone's coming at you, like, God damn it, like, I only have five minutes to clean myself and now I'm being getting assassination attempts in here my titties are out <laughs> like <laughs> please don't were there any quotes you liked okay so I have quotes that I liked and then I have quotes that I wrote down that are like more for conspiracy corner so I'll keep those we'll keep those for, for later one quote that I really liked that stuck out to me was when Violet's back at school. She's like internalizing all her trauma. Her friends are like, please just talk to us. And she's like, I can't. And then like, she kind of like lets out little snippets of how she's feeling. And like, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's really harsh. Like, are you glad that you saw this person die? And Violet's like, yeah, because what's out, what's waiting out there for us is a lot worse. And so she says this about the school. We are the weapons and this place is a stone they use to sharpen us. It is like it's a dragon rider training school that that was something that a lot of people were hung up with um, when fourth wing came out. And it's like and it, it is kind of funny because like they do compare schools at the end, like once they join forces. But everyone's like, oh, my God, like, don't they want anyone to survive? Like, why do they keep like killing off these people, <laughs> these students, like if they need soldiers so badly? And it's like, OK, well, now now that we know what it's really like out there, they do need people who can like hold their own out there. But it, it was funny whenever the Griffin Flyers and all of them are, are at Aratia. Is it Aratia, right? Where Zayden's home base is. Um, we just like jump into the air and like land onto a Griffin. And if, if that happens, then we're chosen. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And then what do they do with the bodies? And I'm like, bodies? We just jump in. Like, you land in the water. What are you guys are you doing about? over there? What? Well, so it is kind of funny that she pointed that out in the book. Like, yeah, it is a little barbaric, but you could argue that it's quality over quantity is basically what Bizgaeth is about, which doesn't make. I'm not saying it. I agree with it or it makes it right. I'm just saying that's kind of their their mode, what they're looking for. The others are thinking you need numbers, right? Because they're not as strong. And then Bizgaeth, you know, they're like, no, you you need the best of the best. Yeah, because Taryn's always like. <laughs> You bonded a dragon. Like, they're peasants. Oh, I guess my other favorite quote, speaking on that, would be um, when he has to tell Andarna, we do not eat our allies. Yes! <laughs> and she had to be told that more several, than once. Several times. I'm living yep. for angsty Andarna. <laughs> um, Adolescence. Wait, let me see. Because actually... Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, so the one... Taryn's personal addendum to the Book of Brennan, as quoted by Cadet Violet Sorengale. <laughs> <laughs> like, he had to... Like, I need this to, in writing. Wait, no, seriously, and Darna's, you know, off the rails. We need this in writing somewhere, for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Unhinged adolescent dragons. I'm here for it. A lot of your quotes are going to tie into our conspiracies and theories later. Yes. 
So let me see. Let me see if I have some. This is so stupid. And I was kind of surprised that Zayden even, <laughs> I know, you know what I'm talking about. So it's like storming or something. And Violet is, I don't know if she's talking directly to Zayden or they're in a group or something, but basically she's like, they're talking about the rain. And she goes, I bet we get seven inches tonight. <laughs> is I think it's her. I think it's her saying it. And then Zayden's like, it is. maybe more if you're good. <laughs> boy shut up way to humble brag about your penis size sir i thought you were above that (laughs) because i think there were there was like at least one dick joke in the in fourth wing that riddick was like oh i've been waiting all my life to tell this dick joke It, it was it was just such a dumb little thing but it also it like kind of reminds you that oh yeah Zayden is kind of still a kid too like he's a guy he's funny sometimes he has somewhat of a personality (laughs) that was something that I had to keep reminding myself because the way that he and Violet were in this book like I just had to keep reminding myself like I'm 35 these characters are like 10 years or more younger than us and like all the angsty bullshit that we our feelings were so important in the moment and it's like god why didn't more people tell me to shut up (laughs) like like, god bless Imogen for being like we're not friends because I don't want to hear about this shit like girl same yeah she's like no no no, we don't do that. We don't do that. I don't. Do we that. run together, and I tell you to sort your feelings out because I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's not wrong. No. So that was just such a stupid, like, really, really. <laughs> Maybe if it good. Okay, Santa, shut up. It's the lowest hanging of fruits, <laughs> and he went there, and I was like, "Wow, okay, all right." And then we are definitely gonna get into this for sure in least favorite part uh there's a character that was introduced her name is Kat and she's Zayden's ex we'll just go with that so she just purposely antagonizes just constantly antagonizes Violet and using her powers on her she has the power that like amplifies emotions I think she just keeps constantly antagonizing Violet and they're doing some exercise which we're gonna get into it but the griffin writers have merged with the dragon writers in zayden's homeland and they're out of bizgaeth at this point they leave the school because they're like okay quit trying to fucking kill us yeah this is in part two yeah so this is part two of the book a lot of shit see like we can't even get into like everything that happened there's so much so basically assassination attempts are ongoing violet gets tortured and she gets rescued zayden comes in and rescues her and they all escape back to zayden's homeland can't think of the name i forget how see i it's been so long i don't remember how the griffin writers end up at zayden's oh so um so it's after everyone leaves the school and they need the luminary uh Mm -hmm. to forge more weapons and so they're like well the king of tyrandor uh has a a a nice luminary that we could have but he needs to see violet uh Mm -hmm. in action and zayden's like i'm not gonna give her to him and so violet's like well fuck you throws up her middle finger and she's like i'm gonna take my brother and sister and we're gonna go he was Mm -hmm. already there when they got to tyrandor (laughs) and 
the King of Tarandor releases a venom on her. She shows her badass skills. And Zayden, like, is, has him in a, a shadow chokehold and was like, you're going to give us whatever the fuck we want. And the king was like, okay, okay, okay. You can have the luminary. The only caveat is you have to take our cadets, too, because we yeah. all need to be on the same side. Which, like, you know, everyone's like, ugh, like, flyers, gross. But then Brennan was <laughs> like, yeah, done. Let's do it. And I, I thought that was a smart move to have everyone on the same side yeah and then they're training with dragon riders so they're gonna get leveled up with their right they're they're gonna learn and like it it goes like everyone helps each other so then they like learn runes which you know the flyers are more acquainted with like than the the riders are so like they help each other out in that way so then they start doing like the hand-to-hand combat Mm And like at some like no one's getting along. So at some point, Brennan was like, all right, we're going to we're just going to like pair everyone up, go at it. We're going to work this out of our system and like get the shit out of the way because we got bigger fish to fry. And so then that's when Kat challenges Violet to the max. Yes. And And... and we learn about their previous relationship with Zayden a little bit more. Kat is antagonizing Violet, amplifying her emotions, which again. You're not supposed to be allowed to use your powers while you're fighting each other. But here we are, yet again, Kat's using her powers to amplify Violet's insecurities and everything she's feeling. And it just gets to a point where Violet snaps. And she's actually thinking about killing Kat and just getting it over with. Like, this bitch, I'm done. Same. And, and you know, Zayden pipes up and he's like i mean i don't care if you kill her but i think you're gonna care later so maybe you might not want to do that so zayden is trying to be the voice of reason which surprising Um, because he he would kill anyone for violet in a heartbeat yes so ironically he's trying to be the voice of reason he's like hey you're probably gonna regret that like i don't care i'd do it but you're probably gonna regret that later maybe don't do it and then in like one of the funniest moments of the book violet's dragons pipe in so then taryn and andarna are in violet's head communicating with her during all this and andarna suggests scratch your eyes out really the eyes are the softest tissue just jab your thumbs in there (laughs) my fave then Taryn pipes in, and you're thinking, okay, he's going to be the voice of reason. It's Taryn. And Darna, use some common sense. The kneecaps are a much easier target. <laughs> so they're basically, like, her dragons are like, yeah, do it, girl, do it. Like, you need help? You need help? Just go for the eyes, go for the knees. And then Zayden's like, okay, okay, okay calm down, calm down. Like, maybe don't, don't and, do that. And then he gets her out of there. Yeah, he has to he has to separate them because she actually is going to kill Kat, which, you know, but to be honest, the whole time I'm just cringing because it's like, can we just can we fucking it's like, but you remember feeling that way. Like, some of my exes exes is like, oh, yeah, fuck her. And and now it's like, I hope she's doing good. I kind of feel bad that it has that much animosity. To, it's like how Taylor Swift said, like, you know, now I'm buying my ex's baby's presents. Like, yeah. That was one of my favorite parts because it's like, <laughs> wow, Taryn isn't even the voice of reason in this. It's Zayden. <laughs> like, what? Well, because and, they're probably like, God, let's just get rid of this problem so we don't have to listen to her. Yeah, they're like, oh, anymore. 
oh we're in her head we have to listen to all our complaining about this bitch let's get into favorite parts and darna yes <laughs> she is my favorite part i love that um like it made me sad for most of the first part of the book she was like sleeping and it's like, I know. And then it was like, oh, she can't fly. She won't be able to bear a rider. Like she was looking at I think she's going to be able to do more. She's a different breed. And to Taryn's credit, he's just like, oh, she's small. She's not going to be able to bear a rider. So like he doesn't even know what she's capable of. I'm looking forward to like future books when we get more of her and what she can do. I just loved her. I thought it was really sweet that she chose black as her color for Taryn because she looks up to him so much. But, like, I love her sassiness, her, like, being, like, um, a bratty little, like, teenager. And it's like, you cannot tell dragons what to do. I know. who. Oh, yeah. Someone tried to tell her to calm down or something because she was freaking out. Or I think she couldn't, like, stabilize walking. And they were trying to, like, one of the kids was trying to tell her, hey calm down or hey do this and she's like you don't tell me what to do (laughs) (laughs) do you know who i am it was pretty great i swear anytime taryn had something to say she was just like no no it's not like he i mean i swear (laughs) taryn could have been like the sky's blue and she'd be like no it's not it's red old man like yeah (laughs) she was taryn could not catch a break he had to deal with adolescent angsty and Darna, and then he had to turn around and deal with fucking Violet and Zayden. Because yep. I think they can all that he can, yeah. So he can like communicate with Zayden as well and Sigale, but Sigale, oh my god, Sigale's probably just like ended already. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so yeah, everything about Andarna was my favorite. Um I liked at the end battle, you know, they're all in their kind of like squares up in the sky, like fighting the Venom. Like I, there was a really cool play by play where Violet was like 10, 9, and then like describing things that were happening. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I can visualize things when I read. And so like yeah. I'm just imagining this like incredible like slow motion shot of like all these things happening like simultaneously. Yeah. Um, like with Rhiannon and Riddick tossing things and like taking down a wyvern together like it just sounded like it was such Mm. a cool shot i also liked um that we got more stuff about runes i thought that was pretty interesting and i feel like we're gonna go more into that in the other books because it seems like runes are kind of everywhere and now that violet's like very intelligent so now that she's equipped with this knowledge i feel like she's gonna be learning new things um, about those and then also seeing Liam Aww. like when she was in the interrogation chamber it's like oh I miss Liam um, Liam good night sweet prince Rebecca <laughs> what were your some of your favorite parts and Darna we talked about we we kind of already discussed there's more information about dragons in this which I think, I believe I said last time that I I was looking forward to. So we got a little of that. You mentioned Liam. I love that he's all, oh, take care of my sister, you know. <laughs> so then everyone's like, oh, it's going to be, oh my gosh, it's going to be this heartfelt moment. Well, it was absolutely not. 
because Sloane immediately curses Violet out and is just like, stay the fuck away from me, <laughs> basically. She's just like, uh-uh, bitch, uh-uh. And you're just like, okay. Well, and then to make it even better, everyone's like, all right, Liam was like one of the strongest fighters of our class. Like Sloane is going to take people down on the mat. Oh, Turns yeah. out she can't fight for shit and everyone's just like are we sure they're related it was hilarious she she just sucked she was just a ball of rage with no training just didn't know anything and violet's trying to help her and she's refusing the help from violet trying to fight violet and she she obviously can't and then so basically it kind of turned it turns into well, Violet can't technically look after her because she won't let her. So it's falling to Imogen and others in their group to step in and try to train her and everything. But by the end of the book, you know, they do, they grow closer and, you know, she forgives Violet for everything and it ends up being okay. But that was hilarious. Okay. This is, I think this is in part two. Uh, the king knows obviously he knows that they know that he knows they know and which i keep saying that because that's basically like a running theme throughout the book it's like you know that i know that you know that i know it's just like the spider-man <laughs> meme where they're all like pointing at each other like huh 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 <laughs> what do you know i don't know what do you know you know that i know that you know that i know that you know and it's just like throughout the book they're constantly doing that so it's in part two at some point there's a battle that's coming up and i don't remember again i don't remember what happens but zayden and co fly around and discard of wyvern carcasses at different villages and outposts oh this is after violet gets taken into after they steal the library books She's being interrogated uh, in secret by Varish, and Zayden knows something's up because it's been like so many days he hasn't heard from her. Taryn is worried. Sigail can feel that. They know something's up, and so they plan this ruse of dropping all these wyvern carcasses around at the different outposts to draw out leadership so they could like go get Violet and then take half the school with them. That was not planned. That was the pettiest shit (laughs) (laughs) because these people don't they don't even know that wyverns are real the king and everyone is like what what those aren't real (laughs) what are you talking about and they've completely lied about the very real threat that's going on to these people and they've been keeping it under wraps and then zayden's like anyways you want to take my fucking girlfriend here you go just dropping wyvern carcasses fucking everywhere for all these civilians to see hundreds of years of secrets just like (sighs) i laughed so hard i know it probably wasn't meant to be like funny but i was just like zayden you petty bitch (laughs) well because even general sorengale uh violet's mom was like yeah thanks for that by the way Yeah, because they're trying to, like, oh, fuck, and they're trying to do damage control, like, oh, it was just, like, an extra crusty griffin or something, you know what I mean? Like, like oh, this dragon its arms cut off, weird. Oh, oh my god, it's so strange, it's a mutilated dragon, <laughs> don't worry about it. 
Another thing that was funny to me in the book was, you know, now that they're second years, they're like looking at the first years, like, God, I can smell the fear on them. Like, <laughs> were we that pathetic? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Like, that made me laugh a lot. It's like, oh, yeah, no, you're you're pretty pathetic. But that's fine, because everyone is. It's your first year. You don't know what's up. Mm-hmm. Let's get into least favorite parts. <sighs> okay. One of them was the cat feud. Like I was saying earlier, it's like putting yourself in your shoes when you're at 21, dealing with all that yeah. emotional, like, drama <clears throat> bullshit. I'm glad it got resolved at some point, because I don't think I could have taken another oh, no. book with that. Varish was another part that I disliked, giving me major uh, Umbridge vibes. Yes! Like, he, he, I'm convinced he's not dead, especially after what happened with Jack Barlow. Like, I don't know if he's necessarily a venom, but I do not trust that motherfucker to to be dead. He's not dead. He's not. We are not that lucky. No, exactly. (laughs) Let me just say, I think we all knew that Jack was not dead. Right? Like, there's there's this rule in movies, and I can see that it applies to books now also. If no one dies on screen or on page, it didn't happen. Yes. I'm just not convinced. Um, So yeah, when Violet was being tortured, and we got the very detailed descriptions (laughs) of what was happening to her, any kind of injury that that girl had, I was like, I cannot handle like broken, crunchy, grindy, bodily problems. It just makes me want to vomit. So that was, uh, that was really gross. But then I think my ultimate least favorite thing was Zayden with his fucking questions. Ask me anything. Ask me anything. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Which isn't true. Because once you found out about his second signet, he's like lost for words all of a sudden. Anything but that. That whole thing. And she even says, like, how do I know what to ask? Like, why can't you just be forthcoming? Like, why is why is this a thing? Like, we're we're young, but we're not 12. Like, can we just be adults and talk about everything? And he's like, well, it's because you don't want to know the truth. It's like, do not put this on her. This girl has been nothing but open with you. And I get it. Like, not all secrets can be shared. But then he, you know, he taught her how to keep her her barriers up so she could block people out she can even block him out which now we know like the reason he was the biggest test is because of his second signet being a type of intrinsic but like okay she did the work and now you can be open because now she can't share those secrets but nope he's still got to be like oh you don't want to you just don't want to know the real truth it's like shut up shut up shut up shut up (laughs) i was so over it i was so over it (laughs) i was so mad there's so many times I want to just throw my book and be like, I'm done. I was like, why are we having the same discussion again for the 50th time? And she says that at the, at, I think it's like in part two of the book, she's like, how are we still having this argument five months later? I'm like, yeah, why are we? Because I am also in this relationship. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. Anything else? Um, no, I think, I mean, like, I'm sure there were some, but those are the ones that like stuck out to me the most. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Again, the whole cat plot line. And I know, okay, even in Violet's head and cats, you know, she's using her uh, her powers to amplify Violet's emotions of jealousy and insecurity and all that. Um, and there is that, honestly, to me, it was kind of like a throwaway line uh, that 
Violet has of, oh, I've never pit women, I've never like pit myself against other women before, like da 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 da. And I think that was to be like, oh, you know, this is Kat and her power and blah blah blah. But right, Violet's not, not normally like this. Yeah, but that, I don't think that's enough because this was going on for almost half the book, if not more. It went on forever. Kat is Zayden's ex. Uh, they were supposed to get, they had like an arranged, they were betrothed or something. Uh, they had like an arranged marriage for both of their uh, kingdoms to be merged, you know, old alliances, shit like that. And then obviously he broke it off. He's like, okay, done with this. Anyways, go and do my own thing. Then he meets and falls in love with Violet. And But the thing for me, why not just tell her? who like, Kat is because Bodhi let's slip a little comment which kind of makes it very clear like oh, okay well that's obviously his ex and then he refuses to tell her about it because he's like oh Zayden's gonna have to tell you that and it's like uh Zayden you mean the ultimate man of mystery it's oh it's it's frustrating and I get her frustration with him and now here's his ex Beyonce that he didn't tell you about knowing that you were going to end up at this place and now you're in deep shit because the king has a grudge against you yeah sir pretty big deal and the thing is like i know that she and cat get over their issues and they save each other and blah 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 they're not bosom buddies or anything they're not gonna be respect there but they respect each other i still don't trust that bitch i'm watching her cat not violent cat yeah but why because and then so basically this whole time it makes it out to be that cat wants zayden it doesn't make it clear until they have their battle until they're fighting each other and violet almost kills cat that there's a part (laughs) during their fight where violet's like it's not my fault he doesn't love you anymore (laughs) and she's like i don't give a shit about that i want my fucking crown And it's like, why didn't you start with this energy? Like, you just tried to use your feminine wiles to get him back. And I guess that was the easier route to her. But it's like, you're clearly a strong, independent woman. Why do you need a man to take the crown? Why can't you guys draft an alliance yourselves? Like, why do you... It's not ancient times. You don't have to be fucking married for this shit. Well, and then there's two kickers because in the cave when Solus finds Violet and like kills one of their teammates that's there with them. Again, I forget who, RIP. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kat saves Violet and then Violet saves Kat and Zayden's like, why would you do that? And she's like, she's third in line to the throne. And Zayden's like, yeah, she's third in line to the throne. There are two people in front of her. <laughs> Who still have to sit on the throne before she can get it. So that's one. The other thing is there like some other alliance had happened so that any of those crowns that weren't existent were melted to create the one united crown. So Violet's like, yeah, good luck with that. You're not going to get a crown anyway because there's only one. And I think it I forget who it went to. But it's like Kat's going through all these efforts for something that's not even really that within her grasp. Yeah, like it's there if certain situations were to happen but it's like she's trying really hard like she's the next in line like that that title is not anywhere within her close reach so she needs to calm down i just i did not like that plot line at all it It wasn't necessary it really wasn't i was like can we not fucking do this this isn't ya like can we 
fucking stop. Because And don't get me wrong, Kat was definitely a bitch. Yeah. But I just wish that she would have been a bitch just specifically about, you fuck this up for me, Zayden, and just, like, being mad at them for that and, like, being bitchy because of that, not, like, oh, I'm trying to get Zayden back because that's how I'm going to get my crap. You don't need him. I mean, she no. might, but she, you could, you could find another way. She's so fierce and independent. It's like, you could find another way. Like, yeah. why does it have to, why does it always fall to a man to be able to get what you want? I, the whole thing, I was just so irritated with that whole thing. And I know they made them, you know, respectful of each other in the end. I still don't trust her, but I guess maybe we're supposed to value their relationship because they've come so far with each other and it's like no that whole thing was stupid and unnecessary yeah we could have cut out we could have gotten more dragon politics or dragon right i want the i'm here for the dragon drama not the cat drama yeah okay so we are (laughs) we're already talking about zayden and violet's melodrama okay we all knew that jack was still alive yeah why uh, i was so annoyed i knew it was coming when it happened i was like oh what wow so shocking like it was so annoying it was like such an eye roll so he comes back and then he starts trying to fuck with violet again and it's like you'd think jack would be smart enough to leave violet the fuck alone after she has poisoned him beat his ass and dropped a mountain on him but here we are. He can't let it go. It's just like, dude, why? Yeah. Ew. Also, uh, Varish. Dude. Ugh. Ew. Hate him so much. Which, you know, is kind of, you know, we're meant to. So he is a good villain. Right. It's good to have people that to to hate. Like, we love those love-to-hate characters, right? Yeah. Let's get into what the fuck moment. Zayden becoming a Venom just made me want to throw my book at the very end like are you fucking kidding me again with the melodrama now like we're not gonna get any boning (laughs) no boning. first thought um but it's like god damn it after this whole like waiting for them to get over their shit finally getting to a good place he's opening up there can't be any other obstacles between them guess what It's only book two, bitch. It's sit down, we're on strap in, strap in, we're on ride. (laughs) Like that just made me so mad. What about you? Is there no kind of HR in Dragonland and Bezgaith for professors very clearly harassing students? And everyone knows it. Yes. All these other professors are noticing Varish doing all this weird shit to Violet. And they're not saying anything. No one's really like, speaking up. Now, a couple a couple professors did. Um, I know Nolan and Kaori. Oh. Because no, when they were in interrogation <laughs> and Nolan, even though he... I still don't fucking trust him. When he was mending no. Violet during interrogation and stuff, he's like... I think he's really got it out for you violet please be careful and then kaori was like oh yeah um violet's not in trouble because one you almost killed her last time uh she had punishment and two it was her dragon that was like overreacting so we're gonna say it was that so she doesn't get another punishment and almost fucking die and then like tells violet like i think he has it out for you please be careful and it's like what you you protect her is (laughs) you are the teacher 
can you not report this? No, it's good. Especially her mom, who's like the head of the school and is like, hey, um, uh, you might want to watch out for this guy. Like, he's got it out for your daughter, like in a real way. There's a scene. It's the one with Kaori. Uh, Varish is trying to basically strip search Violet. Professor Kaori comes over and they're like, uh, this is a little weird. Uh, I'd like you to stop right now. <laughs> Take off your jacket. I need to search you. What the fuck? He just kept doing all this stuff. It's been the interrogation. Where he's actually tor- like legit torturing them, taking it way too far. Even the other people are just kind of giving him the side eye, like, uh, sir, uh, what are you doing? This is an exercise. Even, this isn't an even, actual interrogation. And Dane, who is like such a rule follower, even though at this point he and Violet were not on good terms, even he was like, I'm not, I'm not inter- like doing this. Like she's hurt. No. And then like leaves. Yeah, so Varish calls Dane in during their interrogation exercise, her group, and he wants Dane to read her memories. And Dane's like, no, kind of weird, dude. But also, what the fuck, Dane? (laughs) She sleeps. (laughs) He challenges her to fight him because she won't speak to him. And he knows she doesn't want him fucking touching her. Because now I think they've caught on. It may not just be your face he has to touch. Yeah. To read your memories. So don't let him touch you at all. Excuse you. Excuse you. And I forget who it was, but it it may have even been one of the professors. Like, I think she made it pretty clear she does not want you to touch her. Yeah. Exactly. No. I forget who it was, but someone's like, she does not want to hang out with you right now please go away yeah so he fucking challenges her and she's like are you fucking serious right now and he's like he won't talk to me and i'm sitting there listening to her like i fucking wonder why <laughs> so these are two little ones and i was starting to think i just made them up uh what the fuck did jacinia have a crush on liam and not sawyer I thought maybe I was reading into it more than what was actually in the book, but it seemed like something was going to start there. Like she was a little shy and he was like super friendly and like liked going down there with Violet, like not just to hang out with Violet, but uh, to also, yeah. I was confused because I thought that they kind of had like a little flirty flirt thing, kind of like how he would flirt with her and she'd be like, I'm a scribe. But I was so confused because he died and then Byla's back at school and Jacenia just doesn't even mention him at all. Doesn't act. No. Like, I was like, wait, what? Shouldn't she be kind of upset? Because like her little flirty flirt pal is dead. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, Sawyer. Oh, his leg's been ripped off. I must go see him. I can only say like three phrases to you right now. Yeah, he's learning sign language. So he can Which I thought was so sweet. All. It is I also thought it was funny how everyone's like, oh, you don't know sign language? And he's like, fuck me. No, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one who doesn't know sign, sign language. language. <laughs> God, I thought that was really funny. Also, Imogen had a crush on Garrick. That was and then, my like... next one. <laughs> what is that? We have we have a Halloween decoration. I have a big box. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, our house is haunted. I need to sage it again. We we have a box of donations in Ben's office, and the donations box is one of our Halloween decorations that goes outside. And I thought it was motion activated, but it might be sound activated. But she says things like "Come for the candy," like oh no, spooky shit like that. Even when she was in the closet, randomly she would go off, and it's my fault for not taking the batteries out, but. It's like a Furby situation where she just is like, I'm here. Because Rachel and I took the batteries out of her Furby, and I swear to God, it still fucking talks. So I'm convinced that even if I take her batteries out, she will still have something to say. I'm going to tell you something, Gen Z. You're never going to know the fucking fear in the middle of the night waking up to your fucking Furby just randomly speaking gibberish into your room. We are not okay. No. (laughs) Like, parents were fist fighting for these things to get them for their kids. It was the it toy to have. And then they get them for their kids and immediately have to take the batteries out because they're fucking horrifying. They were terrifying. I'm I'm triggered. Um, So, yeah, that's Lydia. She's going in the donation box because she's scary. Imogen was totally after Garrick's D in the first book. And then we get to this book. It is never mentioned again. And she has, maybe it talked about her and Quinn flirting in the last book, but it just went from Garrick and then dating Quinn, which you could argue, well, yeah, she's moved on to Quinn because they're always talking about how promiscuous they are because their lives are traditionally short. Yeah, Um, seize the day. Yeah, so it's very carpe diem, carpe cucci, if you will. Yeah. Red flags. Zayden, no. now that, because his whole thing is like, well, I wasn't in love with you then. Like, him being in love with Violet, toxic mm. to the point where he's ready to throw away the rebellion for her. Sagale being like, I chose you because you're unrelenting. And then he relents. Yeah. I don't know. That. It's like, okay, now that you have you caught feelings, you're throwing all the the things that you worked so hard for out the window. I thought that was a little yeah. toxic of him. Um, red flag to me is that Sigale doesn't like Brennan. Yes. I don't trust him. I know that the whole, and I'm hoping we're going to find out in the next book and it's not going to be dragged out too much because like little crumbs were left. But yeah. like, Naolin was Taryn's previous writer and they never really say that Naolin and Brennan were like a thing but it kind of feels like they were they never mentioned that he died Taryn says we don't talk of the one who comes before yeah and then Brennan has a rune on his hand it was only mentioned once in the very beginning where Violet catches that Brennan has a rune on his hand and it's never talked about again and Sigale has never liked Brennan and it's like why Naolan is not dead first of all we're gonna get into this in theories he's not dead I don't think he's venom because it would just it wouldn't make sense, like, how Jack was venom at, yeah, Jack was venom at Bezgaeth, like, that, that seems like a more plausible plan. I think Brennan, since he didn't die, like, started this rebellion, like, I don't think he would start a rebellion just to aid the venom. It seems, that would seem like a lot of work. I'm not yeah. saying it's impossible, but, like, the rune on his hand is suspicious. No one's saying that he's dead. And then 
Nailin was a siphon, just like how we find out Sloan is. Mm-hmm. So it's like something happened, and I feel like that's another secret that the dragons are keeping. I don't one hundred percent trust Brennan. No, I don't. He's sketch. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> no, <laughs> I even Riddick for a hot minute there. I was like mm, watching you. Really? When? I don't remember. He was off page doing stuff a few times and he'd get with them and he'd be like, oh, what? Or they'd be like, oh, where were you? You know, stuff, just stuff. And it's like, I'm watching that too. No, it's me being paranoid and giving myself cricks in my neck because I'm so stressed out. (laughs) One more red flag. She mentioned it once in the beginning and it was never brought up again. So we know that uh, Wyvern have stinky breath, smells Mm -hmm. like their breath's rotting. In the very beginning of the book, Violet's like, oh, Cat's breath smells like he has a bone stuck back there or something. Like, it smells rotten. And that's Dane's dragon. Dane's dad is with the bad guys. So he probably did something. I feel like Dane is, I don't want to say, like, redeemed. Like, he... An idiot? Yeah, like, he's just such a fucking rule follower to a fault. And, like, you know, him going on at Violet, like, you didn't want to talk to me. And it's like, can you blame her? He didn't really give her a reason to want to be open with you. Liam fucking died. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, he did redeem himself. I don't trust him in the sense that I think he still has some emotional attachment to his dad so if something were to happen in the future where he was faced with some hard decisions I don't know if he would make the right one necessarily but I feel like his dad is definitely has something larger at play because the whole like uh secrets die with whatever like we know his dad has something to do with all those assassination attempts and so I wouldn't be surprised if he was doing something with Dane's dragon we know dragons keep secrets so i feel like something's happening right under dane's nose that he's not aware of which could be putting the rest of them at risk solace's breath was really stinky too yes they mentioned that oh my god stop it does this happen to ben when he's working not this often god i'm gonna die lydia's coming for me shifting gears any more red flags no i'm gonna save the rest of mine for theories what are some red flags that you have the stinky breath um returns from the dead only tells you the truth when you ask very specific questions could not be more done with that yeah is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life Choose your friends wisely. I feel like for all that Zayden was like, you can't tell anyone. Like Violet has dealt with some pretty serious trauma and Zayden is able to talk to Brennan. He's able to talk to like the other marked ones. Violet has no one except for him. And like he's off like on duty. And so she's just bottling all this up, pushing all of her friends away. And then finally, she like opens up about everything that's happening because she knows in her heart that she can trust them. And it's such a game changer after that moment. So the fact that she picks such good and I I know they were like in her squad, so it's not like Mm -hmm. they were her like chosen friends necessarily, but they had her back, even though there was like a slight moment where they felt betrayed that she didn't tell them like you could trust us. But like, you know, we know why she couldn't tell them. But it's like, yeah, choose friends who will be there for you. 
Yeah, it's a good one. I know what yours is. What is it? Don't don't take drinks from people. Yes, don't take drinks from people, especially after they've already fucking roofied you and then attempted to roof you again. I know. But also, secrets are bad. Secrets are bad. Just communicate. It's not that hard. Communication is key. Yeah. Do you have a spicy snippet that you'd like to share about this book? My spicy snippet is that Carr is Venom. I think Professor Carr, because when Violet goes and she's learned, like learning how to um, use her signet with Felix when they're at Aratia, mm-hmm. he's like, why didn't they teach you how to aim? And she's like, they were only worried about how many strikes I could do in an hour. Mm. I think that's a tactic to teach her how to burn out. So she is a useless weapon oh. against the venom. I think, I think that he is purposely not teaching these students how to real truly wield their signets because even in that one correspondence they're talking about Mira and how you know her signet is to she can make words or expand the words or whatever but like in that correspondence it was oh unfortunately she's not going to be as great as we thought she was I think there's another weapon that could be used successfully against the venom having wards because they're useless behind wards so I feel like they're like for certain students they're not really teaching them how to use their signets to their full potential because it would be a threat to the venom. I think he's a venom and I think he's doing some dirty work behind the scenes. I think Dane's dad might be part of that movement. He's got some hidden motivations there. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I could see it. And then we can go into other theories, but that was my biggest one. So what what is your spicy snippet? It doesn't sound bad, but... So when Jack's dragon, like when he kills his dragon and you're just like, what? You can tell like they no longer, he's since he's Venom, I guess their connection, they're no longer connected fully. Yeah, they're all like, oh, he only has moments now. And he's like, that's what you think. Well, I, I think they were connected and he was mind controlling Cade to like get on the, the stone or whatever. Yeah. And then he killed them. I don't I don't know. Um, so when all that happened, I felt bad for like a second. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, you did pick a rider that attempted to kill another dragon, a baby dragon, and was a piece of shit. So sucks to fucking suck. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure some of the other dragons, or maybe it was some of the other writers, were like, I cannot believe that that dragon chose Jack Barlow. So yeah, like, yeah. that guy? Really? So that happened, and then there was also the mom sacrificed herself, which I know, like, you're sad for Violet, and, like, her siblings, like, especially Brennan, because he literally, like, just, you know... His mom just got wind that he hasn't been dead all these years. So they didn't really have time other than like arguing when they met whoever when she was with the king. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I cried and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's the least she could do. Right? (laughs) I'll fucking say it. I have a dead mom. It's the least she could do. (laughs) 
no I didn't want to be insensitive but like you know I'm just sitting there and I'm like okay I mean sucks for the kids but I am I supposed to be real sad about this because I'm not no because from the very first book the very first moment Violet's crossing the parapet there's a storm and it's really picking up we were all like I bet her mom's trying to kill her. Yeah. None of us trusted her. And I still don't trust her, even though she's dead. She said multiple times, you know, the lengths I would go to to protect my children. What are those lengths? So now from Spicy Snippets, we're going to get into theories. Hell yeah. So we were just talking about Violet's mom. I saw a theory today because, you know, everyone has the theory. Violet's hair is half silver. They call her the silver one that she's part Venom because her mom got attacked by Venom when she was pregnant. Well, a new theory that her mom is Venom herself. Yes. Because at the end of the book, you know, the little snippets at the top of every chapter, which if you pay attention to those, there's like quite a bit of Easter eggs in there. So at the top, like one of the last snippets is Nolan and his, um, it's like corporal, lieutenant, something. it's Nolan, but his title's different. It's so like a lower rank. It's a lower rank. So you can tell it's in the past. So it's uh, basically like a letter he sent to Violet's mom, letting her know, we've tried everything like you asked, Venom can't be cured, just controlled mm-hmm. or something to that effect. So a lot of people thought, their theories were okay maybe violet's dad was venom and then it went into violet's the only one with the weird hair what if violet's dad is not mira and brennan's dad and there are even theories that malik might be violet's dad yes i saw that her mom says In her little spiel, her little death spiel, she says, I get to see the love of my life again. Or I get to be with the love of my life again. Like when she's about to die. You know, typically you're thinking, oh, it's their dad because he died. Because there are also theories that their dad isn't dead and he's a venom. Because there is an unsent letter between Violet and their dad. Yes. Well, her alleged dad, who knows. So People think that he might be the sage. Yes. So people think he's the sage. Or Naolan. I don't know. God, now I'm messing myself up. I don't Too many similar names. Yeah, so those were like a bajillion different theories surrounding Violet's mom. I can see that because so they, she wasn't, her mom wasn't attacked by Venom. What it was is that when she was pregnant with Violet, she got some kind of virus or illness. And that's why something about, so I don't know if to save Violet, another theory that i saw was like she channeled herself mm-hmm. to to save her life to save the baby's life mm-hmm. and that's why violet so people are like maybe she's part venom because of that but you know taryn always refers to her as silver one i don't think it's just because of her hair no um i could see her being a daughter of malik because you know they talk about the gods the gods information is lost so we don't generally know a whole lot about them yeah oh speaking of moms zayden's mom was mentioned yeah like disappeared yeah she's like all right you're 10 you've made it this far the deal is done i'm out but i don't think it's that simple i don't think she just walked away Mm -mm. 
She's coming back. We all know that no one's really gone. There are tons of theories that she is Venom. Like what? Everyone's Venom now. But no, I think I think for sure, I think we're gonna see his mom in book three. Yeah. At some point, I think she's gonna come into play. You know, he's Venom now, so maybe she finds out and she gets upset or or maybe maybe she is venom and maybe she's like oh welcome to my team who knows but i think i think we're definitely going to meet zayden's mom in book yeah three. yeah she's coming back for sure um oh one one other thing so violet's always like oh my mom's really tired like her eyes are just like she has like these rings and stuff under her eyes so i think she definitely is some like has some kind of venom and like there's something about them being in the wards that makes their powers dull or whatever because no one suspected jack before yeah and i feel like as long it was talked about at the end of the book but i think like as long as zayden's at Vazgaeth under the ward he won't be too much of a threat that i can think of right this second but um one reason why i think that violet might be part god is because when she's training with felix he says you can wield pure power and mm-hmm. that's why her signet is so powerful. Not because she wields lightning. She can wield pure power. And the reason why it takes a form of lightning is because that's what she's most comfortable with because of her mom and stuff. Yeah. And he even says that when he also has that conversation with Violet, he said that, you know, you're powerful. You got half of the school to follow you here. And she was like, no, 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 that was Zayden. And he's like, no, you wielded Zayden. And that's why for someone who doesn't relent, relented to Violet and allowed her to ask the students if they wanted to follow, to make a choice, basically, if they wanted to stay or to go with them. And he's like, Zaynan doesn't bend to anyone's will. You wielded him, basically, and he he was bent to your will and so it's like you know the whole thing with her and Zayden when she finds out that he's an intrinsic um it's like oh has he been reading me this whole time is it possible that Violet might be affecting the people around her and and maybe not knowing it so uh the author Rebecca Yaros has said Violet's second signet has already come into play it's already been used by her, but they haven't, cl- she hasn't clarified what it is. And Violet probably isn't aware that she's used it. Um, so there are a lot of theories. Some people say her signet is an amplifier. She amplifies the powers of those around her. Because there are a few instances where she's around near other people and their signets are like supercharged. Uh, there's a theory mm. that the whole wielding power thing there's that theory there's also a theory that she can commune with the dead i've seen that one because liam when she was being tortured uh many people think it wasn't just a hallucination for her her brain protecting itself basically uh they believe he was really there and she can commune with the dead there are a few times when she's like speaking to malik directly i think when sawyer is about to die she says you can't have him malik or something like that so people are saying she has godlike powers or she's like half god or something like that or she has powers over death but i don't yeah. think the powers over death thing because she would have saved liam but maybe it didn't come out at that point because andarna 
wasn't full like an adult that's right yeah they have yeah to she so like it's possible that now she's able to whereas before she couldn't because andarna was still like a hatchling basically yes no one knows what the second signet her second signet is but it it is in effect we just don't know what it is and she doesn't either Right, because, like, when she's talking with Liam, she's like, oh, my God, it feels like he's really here. Like, I think he touches her at one point, and she's mm-hmm. like, I swear I can feel him. And to that, on that note, we know Andarna has waited, what, like, 600 years. She's been waiting yeah. a long time for Violet. Something happened all those years ago where someone like her was around, and we waited all this time for someone like her to come about again because they talk about it's not who she's always referenced as a what you know Taryn calls her silver one also um this battle that they're going through now sounds like they went through something similar like all those years ago and so she's gonna have to talk to someone dead to find some knowledge to rectify this situation whether it's to cure venom or how to defeat them or something she's gonna need to talk to someone who is not alive to have access to this lost information that was a theory that i saw also yes someone even said that maybe she'd be able to raise the dead which i don't i don't know they always talk about things being in balance Oh, oh oh one of my other quotes that i just on this on this note so when Violet is hallucinating Liam in the interrogation chamber, he says something like, I'm not wandering. I'm exactly where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And Darna, as much as Violet's like, get out of here, shoo, go on, get. And Darna's like, I will be exactly where I'm needed. I think those are related to Violet's signet and yeah. to Andarna. It is not lost on me that Liam said, I'm exactly where I needed to be. And that's something that Andarna says at least a couple times to Violet when Violet needs her most. Yeah. Yeah. Because even when Violet almost died, when they ambushed her in her room at night and she almost died and and Andarna stopped time in the cave. Andarna showed up and murdered Solus at the campus during the battle. There was a, a venom or no wyvern that was gonna, I think, hurt her or cat or somebody. And Darna swoops in, bites its fucking head off. Yeah, there's there's like a timing issue, not an issue, but there's like a a timing element. She showed up that... at the at the stone too. Yeah, because um, she was hiding. Like Violet yeah, didn't she even was see her. She like came. Yeah, and Violet's like, oh, thank God you're here. I need you to, like, be this, the seventh yeah. dragon. The sev- this seventh mysterious dragon breed that we don't... She's the only one of her kind. Yeah. So, I think it's something with that. Something with timing or death or some godlike thing. Well, they said that she burnt out, basically, with the time. And now that she had her sleep and stuff, that, oh, well, she can't do it anymore. And it's yeah. like, well, if they're channeling powers, how did, okay, so she had control of her time before, so what would her other power be? Yeah. Which is kind of weird to me. Like, I, they've explained it, but I don't remember. It just seems like it's going to be something like, if you look at it from that angle, it really does seem like it's going to be something time-related or conjuring. 
Like, like things out of necessity. Yeah. Like she needed to be able to stop time to save Liam. Mm-hmm. She needed to someone to be with her in those moments where her spirit was being broken. And that was Liam. I don't know. It's and like you said, like you can't have Sawyer not today. Like, I don't know. But and it's also um, it, it's got to have something to do, like almost like you said, like amplifier, too. Mm-hmm. So when um, when Zayden's eating her cookie on the throne and, you know, to prove I think it was during that scene where like to prove to her, like, you're my woman, like, don't be insecure. Mm-hmm. There's like a moment where and I don't think it was on purpose. She got into his head and mm-hmm. was like seeing things or feeling things through his perspective and at the end of it he was really freaked out that happened the first book but did it he i think he was sending he sent images of what he was feeling and stuff while they were hooking up but i guess in this instance he didn't send them she just got them she like kicked down the door and was like, like unintentionally and was like, oh, he, and like, she was like, he's just as turned on him as I am. Like, this is really hot. Cause afterwards she's like, why do you look so freaked out? You being turned on was turning me on more. And he is like, that's not what was happening, but they didn't say anything else about yeah. it afterwards. He was like, oh, we got to go do something now. And like, it was just never mentioned again after that. Because to her, he sent her that kind of thing before. So I think she just assumed he was sending it to her. But But I don't, I think she did, maybe she did it unintentionally and didn't realize it, but he knew what was happening. Can she channel other people's powers, other dragons' powers? That could be like another, because they said you wield pure power. So what if she can wield all the signets because she can channel from all the dragons because it's pure power see we can like there are so many (laughs) and we're probably so wrong about half of these right oh yeah no there there's three more books there's a whole world out there which i will say after finishing this book it just made me realize how much larger the scope of this story is gonna be than i thought Mm -hmm. because it's just like all of this shit all of this shit is happening and it's just been two books like they've already had a battle they've already had a couple battles people are already dying they're already talking like they're talking about gods they're talking about ancient writers the originals da 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 now the dragons have all these secrets so it's like there's going to be a whole lot more to this than i originally thought yeah the other one i have is pretty much um second wing like how we were talking about maybe car being a venom there's something with second wing that is very sus they were the ones carrying out that rider that jacinia was like fuck i recorded his request and now second wing's bringing him out the guy who killed violet's teammate on the sparring match before she took him down he was from second wing and i want to say that some of those cadets were working with bearish maybe so there's something yeah there's something going on with second wing that is very um sus to me that other people pointed out so like when i was listening to the book the second time i was like yeah there they are again there they fuck like these these guys kind of like sus and just out to get everybody secrets die with you know whatever those something i forget what the quote is i saw it earlier i don't (laughs) know who cares Getting into the romance. 
Zayden is now Venon. Everyone's assuming this is gonna, this is about to turn true enemies to lovers because they're gonna go up against each other. They think Zayden's gonna leave to call on himself protecting Violet and he's gonna go more Venon and she's gonna have to, she's trying to find a cure to bring him back, but he's like, I'm a Venon now, fuck you. Um, Rebecca, Rebecca better fucking not. Rebecca. 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 So, unfortunately we're in the second book he's turned heel now he's been in there are theories that this is gonna end up where he's they're literally going to be enemies for the next book or two and they'll get back together in the last book uh i can see that and i'm not happy about it nope and there are more theories that while Zayden and Violet are apart they're going to have other romantic entanglements not Dane okay okay so some people are saying oh yeah Dane's gonna come back into play no because when they kissed it was, Auric mm. remember when she first describes him at the parapet she she uses his actual name oh Cam she talks about how handsome she describes how handsome he is and his quote stunning green eyes and she mentions his stunning eyes a few times and they oh look they grew up together she thought dane was her otp when she first got there before she realized what a fucking loser he is and then she found zayden she ended up with zayden but with zayden out of the picture she has that childhood bond with the cam slash arik and she talks about how hot he is when she's describing him how handsome he is so my theory and this is like a couple other people's theories too i think i think if if rebecca you better not just saying hypothetically she won't you better not but if rebecca just needs to go with this i think arik is going to be the next love interest and I, if that's the case i really hope she doesn't cheap out and just kill him off and that and then she yeah. ends up with Zayden. That's a real cheap shot that a lot of the authors do, and it's just really shitty. So you're just kind of like, let's not. Yeah, you know, I can see that. Even when, so this is kind of going back to the second wing thing. Um, when Violet is like back at school, and Rhiannon's like, oh, so are you like in love with Zayden? And she's like, no. <laughs> and Rhiannon's like, well, you look like you need to blow off a little steam. Uh, you know, the second wing cadets got hotter after war games somehow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Violet's like, oh, yeah, I bet that would help. But, you know, I'm, I can't do that. Like, there's only one person I want. I'm so, not in love with him. No, not in love <laughs> with him. But my body yearns for him anyway. Aww. So, like, she wasn't even, like, completely 100%, like, shut off to the idea. She's like, yeah, that probably would help. But you know got it bad for this guy could definitely see that being a thing and there are theories that zayden's gonna end up with cat at some point i swear rebecca i'm telling you right now if you do that i'm gonna fucking throw i'm gonna throw your book i'm gonna throw and like i i hope that doesn't happen just because i feel like cat has come so far Please. I don't want yeah like I feel like her and Violet got to a good place where they were working together there was the mutual respect there and like you know she was even like oh I don't want him I just want the crown so it's like please please don't let's not do this yeah um, 
but yeah and then so other side romance theories which i thought were kind of fun there's a theory that cat is going to now i wouldn't i don't think i'd be mad at this so i wouldn't be mad at this but there are there's a couple theories there's a theory that cat's gonna end up with dane uh which i think would be funny uh yeah but he 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 need he needs to he's got a long way to go okay yeah he's getting there he's he needs to break some he's trying rules. he needs to break some more rules he's yeah his dad i personally wouldn't mind like an enemies to lovers not that you know no one ever like specifically says like what their preference is for a partner i don't know i could kind of see like maybe mira and serena having like a little enemy enemies oh, to lovers yes. kind of like they could have their own little side book and I'd be into it. Yes. Because um, there was like some banter at like when they were at the kingdom and stuff. Yeah, I could see it. I'm not, not sure if that's what Mira's into. I, we don't know enough about Mira and I don't fully trust her either. Another one that I saw is that Kat will end up with Arik not realizing who he is, who his family is. And, and then, then she gets the crown. Aw, good for her. Yeah, keep him busy. Keep him away from Violet. But then who's the redhead that he keeps helping? Yeah. I don't know. There's lots. There's, I mean, there's three whole, There, we've got three whole books still to go. I know. Got until probably the the end of next year. And then we're all going to be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Rebecca Yarrows is laughing at us right now. Rebecca? Fools. Let's get into the speed round. Danny, who would you want to be besties with and why? I still stand by my answer from the first book, which I think I put Rhiannon. in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also going to add uh, Imogen. She is a great ally. Mm-hmm. See, even though she wasn't like Violet's biggest fan, like they had trauma bonded and were yeah. like, you know, she was really there for her. So, Yeah. Honestly, like, her whole, like, Iron Squad, like, very, very strong group of friends that, like, they're like, oh, Violet has this look in her eye. She's up to something. Let's all go along with it. (laughs) Like, she has such a good core group of friends. So, like, all of them I would want uh, on my side. What about you? Rhiannon. Rhiannon. Yeah, Rhiannon. She's really got Violet's back. Even when Violet, she knew Violet was keeping something from her. And even She was so patient yeah even then she was like well i don't know what you're keeping from me it's a bit hurtful but i know you probably have a reason for this so i'm you know i'm here when you're ready to tell me whatever it is and she did even even through all that she's like okay you're hurting my feelings but i'm sure you have your reasons and she still had her back yeah um who do you want to throat punch and why bearish like he just God, like, I feel my blood pressure going up every time his name was mentioned. Like, I just, he made me so irrationally angry. I just hated him. Love to hate a a good character like that, you know? Like, Rebecca did a good job of making him a villain. But like I said, I don't think we're done with him yet. So Mm -mm. I might want to throat punch him in the next book also. Zayden is on that list. Mm -hmm. He annoyed the shit out of me. Kat. Uh, initially was on that list now she's not and jack is is still on the throat punching list because can't get rid of him either apparently Mm -hmm. Uh, who do you want to throat punch and why pretty much all of those um you had mentioned it before varish is the male umbrage 
Professor Umbridge from Harry Potter. And it's so funny because that's exactly who I thought of when he kept popping up. And I was like, what does this remind me of? You know what this reminds me of? Umbridge. You know, in another reality, in an alternate reality, they're probably married. Right. People like that find each other somehow in this, yeah. in this big old world. Who would you want on your side in a fight and why? Andarna. She, um, <laughs> she's just ruthless. Like, especially now, she's like, she can breathe fire. She can, like, bite the heads off of Venom. She is there for our girl Violet, whatever she needs. And she's just, you know, a darling to be around. I love her. What about you? Same. I think we've had all the same answer. Yeah. Um, and Arna. I mean, she's like, she's out there. She's out there doing what needs to be done. I love. See, I didn't appreciate like all the other characters' angst, but I appreciate Andarna's angst. Yes. She is just downright rude, and I love it. <laughs> Who would you cast for these characters and or assign Zodiac signs based off of vibe? Um, I didn't do this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who cares? That's fine. <laughs> I actually cast them. I, did, I think I did Zodiacs last time. Let's see. So for Zayden, I went with Rome Flynn. Oh, he cute. Yeah. So I feel like they could give him some rugged scars and all that. You know, rough him up a bit. Oh, he was in How to Get Away with Murder. I feel like he would be a good Zayden. And then for violet you're you're gonna you're gonna get a kick out of this mackenzie foy who played renesme nah <laughs> i went with her because if you if you look at her she just she's very and i don't mean this like in a bad way she could definitely pull off violet you know violet's described as so pale and frail yeah small like she's very small yeah so i could see it so that's who i'm gonna go with for that what reality show would you cast would these characters be on last time i think i said i put american ninja warrior because they'd be doing some crazy shit in their training (laughs) so yeah i still stand with ninja warrior that's what we think. Let's see what some other people think. I've got some Goodreads reviews here. We're going to go high to low. Starting with what Kelsey's reading. We gave it five stars. I got married in July, but these books are still the best things that happened to me all year. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> they didn't stress you out. Well, I guess planning a wedding would stress you out in a good oh, way. So Yeah. All right. I dig it. And then we have Jess with five stars. Nobody talk to me. I'm having a mental breakdown. <laughs> Accurate. Well, yeah, because like after the book's over, you're just con- you're theorizing about everything and your brain just kind of like it's the Roman Empire for your brain for like months. And then you're just kind of like, OK, I need to move on. Devin gave it four stars. Would have been five stars if Violet wasn't so fucking annoying. Uh. Yeah. 20-somethings, am I right? It's a romanticy, so there needs to be some kind of romance, even if it's annoying. Ara gave it four stars. All caps. I'm so sorry, but what the actual fuck happened? Side eye. (laughs) Emily gave it three stars. 
I'm just going to say part of the review because uh, they're way too long. I thought the first half of this book was close to unbearable and the second half was riveting. Yeah. 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 I agree me. with that. Valkyrie gave it three stars. Fourth Wing was so unique and special. Meanwhile, Iron Flame was just mediocre. Mariva gave it two stars. DNF, 70%. They didn't even finish. They stopped at about 70%. I put this book down one night and never had the energy to pick it up again. So this is me quitting. (laughs) Wife Under the Sea gave it two stars. TLDR, this book is the literary equivalent of season eight of Game of Thrones. (laughs) harsh all right now the one stars riley one star not gonna lie this one made me embarrassed that i like the first book i will be taking no questions at this time thank you clown emoji (laughs) oh this is probably my favorite honestly soapy one star violet somehow had time to shave her coochie while at war (laughs) oh my gosh maybe she waxed who knows yeah (laughs) interesting takeaway oh so good okay so those are the reviews is that the thing again yeah can you it even like lights up (gasps) let me show you lydia because she's been a guest star this whole time apparently oh my god get away it's gonna get you (laughs) big moment how many and what kind of phallic symbol would you rate this book? I really liked it. So I didn't want to like give it a low score, but there were a lot of things I like, I was like annoyed by. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad book. It's just what I got annoyed by. So I was going to give it 3.75, but that felt too low. So I'm going to give it four uh, ward stones. Mm. Um, I liked it. Like, you know, kind of like we talked about the pacing. Um, it's just like the first part of the book was like oh i'm not gonna get to see zayden for like a whole week just like her tormenting herself over not being able to be open with her friends and it's like goddamn ria is a fucking princess for you know being so patient with violet and even after she finds out the secret she's like oh well yeah you should have told me sooner but that's okay i can like fit you know like I, I get why you did it and Violet's like wow you handled that a lot better than I did when I was lied to you know I feel like we we got some good character growth and I feel like the story like is taking us even deeper into this universe but just some of the petty stuff that kept going on throughout the book was annoying yeah. like how some of the characters that were more focal points before their stories got lost in the wayside you know so it's just Little things like that that brought it down to, like I said, like a, either a 3.75 or a 4 for me. How many uh, ward stones would you give this book? So I'm in the same boat. I was originally going to give it 3.75, but I'm with you. I'm going to go 4 because, yes, it seemed a bit rushed at parts. The pacing was a bit off. The whole first half was pretty annoying, but the second half made up for it. Not completely. That's why it's four stars, not five. But it's just everything around these books is just fun. Yeah. And it's just really fun to, like, get into all the theories about it. And it's just, I don't know. Like, it's it's the experience. It's not just the book itself that I would rate. Uh, It's the experience. 
And I think there's good world building. Like, she's yeah. not throwing everything at us in the first book. Like, now that we're in the second book, like, we're building on that yeah. platform. We're getting the map in the book was bigger. Yes. Like, there's I all these new that. territories. There's, you know, we're getting more into, like, the different languages and traditions. And they even talked about, like, our different folklore that was in each area there are still things that we have yet to discover and yeah we're only in the second book like you said part of the fun is theorizing and stuff that's why I like Marvel and Star Wars stuff so much is like I like watching the thing watching a video pointing stuff out going on to different like blogs and stuff reading about their theories and then like talking to my buddies at work of like did you see this what did you think this was I like reading and everything but there's not a lot of books that I read that bring me to this level of excitement like oh my god yeah. did you like this theory what do you think what did you think of this you know like yeah. there aren't a lot of books that are like that and like you said other people are excited too there's a big community that's growing with this and I feel like that's part of its success yeah it's basically like we're in a giant book club yeah it's fun and now it is time for the bi-weekly boner this week's boner I went back online. I kind of stumbled across a new article. 36 classy overwrought euphemisms for penis or how a dead pornographer can help you add value to your dick. <laughs> and it is written by H.C. Goldsmith. Okay. And then apparently it's actually really interesting because he goes into the first written pornographic novel was allegedly, I think it was written by a woman where it's just about women um and it's called memoirs of a woman of pleasure but that it's also called fanny hill <laughs> and it's not anything it, it's all euphemisms there aren't dirty words not anatomically correct like it, it's just i guess all euphemisms throughout the book so i guess like these are actual these are i'm assuming these are euphemisms from the book so okay. <clears throat> There are 36 of them. And I came across one that was gave me a giggle. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Superb piece of furniture. About a penis? Yes. I mean, you could say that about a chaise lounge, but I don't know about a penis. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's let's think. Okay. Let's let's find a sentence. Like you work at rooms to go and you're chatting up. A client. No, no, I'm. I can't. I can't make this work, Ashley. I'm trying. I'm thinking. Oh, this wasn't just any old thrift find. This was a superb piece of furniture. There it is. That's the one. <laughs> That's it. All right, we got it. That's the loopy lamp post for this week. Let's move on to the question and poll. All right, question. What should our question be? what uh, we think Violet's second signet is because I feel like there's a lot of possibilities. That's a good one. I like that. All right. Let's see. Poll. What should our poll be? Um, I'm thinking. I know. Well, there's like a few, but they're kind of like, they're not like major questions. Yeah. Like, did you appreciate Kat's plot line? Um, who do you think will be Violet's next love interest? Do we think car is venom? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, um, do you think? Um, no, I was gonna say like, do you think Violet's dad is her real dad? But that's that's <laughs> a little bit too Maury of like, is he the father? 
who is Violet's father? <laughs> Malik, her scribe dad, or some venom ass bitch? Who knows? God, I don't know. Oh, there's like so many we could put on here. It's just overwhelming. Do you want Angsty and Darna to continue in book three? Yes. No. Maybe so. I was living for Angsty and Darna. It was one. It was my favorite. I was like, I love. I this. love her. I love her because she was like, she went from "I'm just a baby" to "How dare you speak to a dragon that way?" I know. Heads off, like setting them on fire, murdering other dragons. Like she like, was not playing I'm, around. I'm convinced if someone even looked at her the wrong way, she was prepared to eat them. She really was. Yep, cat came close. There were a few times where she talked about eating, eating people, and they're like, "You can't eat our allies. <laughs> like, stop it." Basically, the poll can be: Are you looking forward to more angsty and Darna? Yes, no. And the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. If you don't All put right. yes, I will find you. We're gonna fight. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Join me back here in two weeks for our next read, A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. And, and remember, remember to fix, fix each, each other's crowns and, and don't, don't let the dicks, dicks get, get you, down. you down. Doodles. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tom's podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.